This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy web show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the opportunity and privilege to have a drink and a chat with just a Chicago girl. I'll tell you all about her and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Help your dog from the inside out with Caniotic Daily Probiotic for Dogs. Caniotic's superior and exclusive technology makes it the only dog probiotic from the dog for the dog. Your dog's gastrointestinal tract is important to their well-being, and a daily dose of Caniotic is one easy way you can support it. Caniotic, C-A-N-I-O-T-I-C, is available on Chewy.com. Add it to your cart today and give it a try. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink with a pet parent, a dog walker, pet sitter, entrepreneur, influencer, cat and dog person, nonprofit. Association President, Dog Mutta Teddy, Katma to Bin Laden and Harry, lover of a good old country day, and a big city girl who calls herself just a Chicago girl, Jessica Abernathy. Welcome, Jessica. Hi. I'm so excited to see you. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. I got my cocktail. I'm all ready to go. Well, you're perfect. So what are you drinking today? I am drinking a Melbeck. It's called A Girl in a Dragon. A Girl in a Dragon or and a Dragon? And a Dragon. Okay. Thank goodness she's not in the Dragon. Right. Exactly. And the Dragon. She and the Dragon are having cocktails or wine, whatever it is. Awesome. Well, cheers. That reminds me, anybody participating in our drinking game, every time you hear this word. The secret word is Binny. Take a drink and make sure that you are over 21 and dr not drinking and driving and always drinking responsibly. So I am having a cocktail inspired by you, Miss Chicago Girl. I'm having a Chicago cocktail. Okay. And just so that you know, it's actually not at all sweet, so I'm not sure what that means, but it is not a sweet Chicago Girl kind of cocktail. It's like a stiff drink. Okay. Yeah, it's got brandy and triple sec bitters, and then a splash of champagne after it's all shaken together. Uh, my husband and I made this literally like right before our meeting. And I videotaped it so that I could share the recipe on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook. So stay tuned for a Thirsty Thursday when I put my recipe out. And my husband, my bartender and husband and manager, because he really has taken a keen interest in this show, he is the one who actually makes the drinks and I just drink them. So cheers, Jessica, to seeing you cheers. again and having you on the show. Ching, ching. Okay, so before we get into the nitty gritty, I need to ask you why in the world your cat is named Bin Laden. I know, that is like the talk of the town. I, I get interviews just because I tell people I named my cat Bin Laden. So- well. 
Finny, our little guy, I mean, I got to be careful because if I yell his name too much, he'll actually come running down here. He knows his name. He, he actually acts more of a dog than my dog does. He is, yeah, he acts like a dog. He, he greets every animal just like a dog greets them. He has to sniff their butts and everything. <laughs> he plays fetch. He's just, he's super, he's just, he's my dog that's in a cat body. But uh, about two years ago, we fostered about five litters, pregnant moms and five litters. And one litter came in without a mom. He was a bottle baby. <clears throat> and the organization we were fostering with had somebody take care of him up to about four weeks. And then we tried to transition him into one of our litters at four weeks. So I got him at four weeks old and the mom didn't accept him. So I became their moms. And Bin Laden was a little terrorist honestly. And I was bathing him because every day with your bottle babies, you have to wash them because, you know, I'm not going to lick them clean. So I was giving him his, you know, daily bath and he's sitting there just chewing on my hand. Like the other ones would just sit there and love it. But little Benny would just sit there and just chew on me and gnaw at me. And I was sitting there over the sink and I just looked at him. I'm like, you are a little terrorist. And one of um, one of the people in my house came down and you're like, you mean Bin Laden? And I'm like, absolutely. So we called him Bin Laden because we figured he would get adopted out and you know somebody would name him fluffy or toby or you know frank or something well he got sick and we kept him until about nine months old because we wanted to make sure he was healthy before we adopted him out well after nine months he was family so he stayed and the organization that we were doing it for let us keep him with the one agreement that we had to keep the name so because we gave all our foster kitties like the worst names for some reason because we knew they were going to get renamed so like we had one litter that the mom somehow in this house that none of us knew found a halloween costume wig it was a big black afro wig and she gave birth in the wig so we were just like oh it was horrible because i had seven little kitties in this wig and they were like crawling out of the wig so they look like little aliens from that movie alien so we named like one of the tabbies alien we named one sigourney you know because we were just like you know <laughs> it, it was bad so we had fun with the names let's put it this way so the organization made us keep the name and it fits him and he he lives up to his name on a daily basis still he's two and he still lives up to it every day and his nickname is Benny. Benny, yep. And that's a liquor store that's here. Cute. Yeah, it's a big liquor store here in Chicago, Benny. <laughs> so, so he's a little terrorist that helps us with alcohol, you know? That's awesome. They need like him to be their uh, Mas their mascot. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's upstairs right now because uh, we discovered enrichment videos on YouTube and he's just in love with them right now. So he's upstairs watching goldfish swim across my iPad. That is so cool. We need to put a link uh, in comments for anybody who wants to try that with their terrorist cats. Yeah, he just he, sits, he likes to watch TV. He just sits there and watches TV with us when we were watching TV at night. So one of my friends was telling me about these enrichment videos. So I tried it out and he's just enthralled with them. He loves them. He just loves to watch the goldfish swim around and listen to the water noise. He loves them. That is awesome. I had a foster cat, Sammy, who loved the TV too. And I remember watching a movie where the guy turns into the cat. I can't remember. And the cat's like jumping like around the house. And Sammy's sitting there like on the bed, like staring at the TV being like, where's this cat and what's he doing? So yeah, I'd never, I never had a cat before that liked the TV, but they, they definitely exist. And they're probably really bright cats. Yes, Benny. Oh, he's really smart. He truly is a dog. He brings me things all the time. Like usually it's socks. For some reason, he likes my socks. So we can't <laughs> leave socks around. And when we started unpacking for Christmas, he brought us up all of our Christmas stockings from the, you know, dug through the bin 
stockings, found the Christmas stockings. And mind you, he's a little 10 pound cat, but he's dragging up this Christmas stocking that's 10, you know, 10 times bigger than him. And he's like, look what I got, ma. Look what I got. Oh my God. I hope you took a ton of pictures of that. That's adorable. I didn't, I didn't have my camera on me and I was just like, really funny, <laughs> but I have to praise him because I'm always so proud of him for bringing me treats is what, you know, so I'm always like, good boy. Now let's put it away. Until it's a dead rat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't had that pleasure yet. Knock on wood, you won't. Yeah, I'm hoping. So I have a game to start our show, and it is inspired by your love of your hometown. Well, you're a Baltimorean, Baltimorean, but I always, I always call it Baltimorean because I lived in the D.C. area for so long that like we just call it Baltimoreans or you know, Marylanders, I guess. But you were born in Baltimore. Yep, yeah, and we call it Baltimore. Baltimore. From, yeah. Okay. Baltimore, Baltimore. <laughs> yep, I'm from Baltimore. Yes. But you moved to Chicago at what age? I was 29, I think, 29 or 30. I've lived in 13 states, so this is the last one I've been in. So I've been all over the East Coast, part of the West Coast, the Midwest. I haven't been in South. That's the only place I haven't yet been. Am I wrong? Something tells me you were a flight attendant, right? For a very brief moment, but I was, I worked yes. for the airlines. Yes. But my father worked for IBM. So we moved, which stands for I've been moved. You know, it's kind of like a military <laughs> person. Yeah. So my dad moved a lot. And then when I worked for the airlines, I moved a ton with that. And then I got um, a job here. I was a nail tech at the time and I got a job here and I moved here for that and then slid into the pet industry here. Perfect. Awesome. So with that being said, I guess I wasn't sure when you moved. So I'm actually going to test your knowledge of Chicago trivia. Okay. <laughs> hopefully I pass. I hope I do my Chicago peeps proud. I've been here 19 years. So hopefully I do them proud. I think, I think you'll do just fine. Okay. So this is called the truth, the lie, like the bears, because I hear that in Chicago, you can't pronounce the, it has to be the. Uh, yep. That's Dicka. Dicka started that. The bears. The bears. Okay, so the truth, the lie. You're going to tell me in these statements if you spot the truth or if you spot the lie. Basically, kind of like a true or false, but you have to say the truth or the lie okay. whenever you call it out. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. Number one, there are eight major league sports teams in Chicago, including soccer. The truth. Yes, that's right. Do you know what, who they are? I was like really quick rat rattling them through my head. So I know we have the Cubs, the Sox, the Bears. We have the Blackhawks. We have the Bulls. We have, I can't think of the girls basketball team. There's a girls basketball Sky. Yeah, that's Sky. And then the soccer team, which I believe is the Fire. I think the Fire. And you're missing one. I know. It's like, what is that eighth one? No, 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 I don't know. Another soccer team. Oh, I don't know that one. Red Stars. Okay. All right. I was team. close though. I had seven, so I knew we had to be close. No, you're so good. That's awesome. Okay, number two. According to the Chicago Tribune, the most popular dog breed in Chicago in 2020 was the Golden Doodle. Oh, oh, that's a tough one because I have so many Golden Doodle clients. I'm going to go with the truth. It is the truth. Okay, good. And it, they're followed by Beagle, American Pitbull Terrier, and Golden Retriever. Okay. That sounds about right. <laughs> All right. The lake that the city of Chicago sits on is Lake Superior. Oh, that's that's not true. The, the that's lie. the lie. The lie. <laughs> that right. You're right. It's Lake Michigan. Correct. <laughs> All right. Chicago deep dish was invented by Giancarlo Costa at the Italian Pizza House in 1942. Uh, the truth. 
The lie. According to most reports, Ike Sewell is credited with inventing the deep dish pizza at Pizzeria Uno in 1943. Okay. It's the one pizza I don't like. I'm, I, I am truly an East Coast girl because I like New York pizza better than Chicago pizza. And yeah, that does Same. not go over well here because I'm, I'm like the one girl that's always looking for a New York pizza here. Same, 100%. I'm a Neapolitan pizza type, so thinner, softer, but really good crust. So yeah, New York's more my style. Me too. All right, last one. Okay. The brownie was invented in Chicago. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with the lie. The truth. Oh, I, th- I had no idea where the brownie was created. I'm about to tell you. The brownie was created at Chicago's Palmer House in 1893. Oh, wow. Okay. The Palmer House is... You did awesome. Yeah, I, I did okay, you know? No, you did great. Awesome job. Yay! Thank you. Take a drink. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So the moment of truth, I want to know, because just so that those are watching and listening, I've known Jessica for a really, really, really long time. She and I uh, were, are both members of the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. And she and I met at one of the many conferences she and I have both attended that the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters put on. And she is the president of the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. So I'm going to ask her how 2020 was. And she's going to basically tell us how Chicago's doing, how the industry's doing. We're going to really get a lot of info from you because you kind of have an inside perspective of what 2020 has been like for the pet industry. So one, how would you rate 2020 on a personal and professional level? Um, I would rate it if I had to do on a scale of one to 10, I'm going to go with a seven. It wasn't completely horrible. It was not good, but it was not completely horrible. And the reason I give it a seven is because thought process here. So I try to always try to find a positive in everything, you know? So if you hand me a lemon, I'm going to try to make lemonade, maybe spike it with some vodka, but I'm going to try to give it lemonade, right? My kind of girl. Yes. So (laughs) I give it a seven for the one fact that the world stopped, you know, it's a weird year. 2020 has been a very weird year. A lot of us uh, started our stay at homes in March. A lot of us in this country are still at stay at home. A lot of us did not go back to any kind of normal. But in that time frame, a lot of people, myself included, and other pet sitters, and just individuals and humans that we know, spent that time improving themselves, improving their businesses. There is a lot of relationships that you weren't sure if your relationship was in a good space. Well, after spending nine months with them, you found out whether or not you're going to actually stay with this person or not stay with this person. So you got to work on your relationships. A lot of people that have been working way too much and needed time off got some quality family time. They got some quality personal time. They got to invest in themselves. So I, I look at that as the positive out of all of this craziness that's going on. You know, the downside is, is, you know, businesses are down. You know, the world is a little messed up right now. We all know that. But if you look at your personal life, a lot of people are doing so much better. And they realize that their work-life balance was so off from before this that they realized that they don't want to in 2021 when we start to open back up and everybody gets vaccinated and the world starts to go back to what our new norm is they realize they don't want to work as hard as they did before and they realize that they need to find balance which 
honestly, if you didn't ask, I said this, okay, so I said this a lot in um, April and May. We all asked Mother Nature and the mothers that be out there for a break. And she gave it to us in a harsh way, you know what I mean? In a way that none of us expected, you know what I mean? Like most of us just wanted a week off or two weeks off, but we got some major weeks off. And that gave us all the time to make sure that we became the person that we want to be. And a lot of us are going to be growing as people and as a business owner, and we realize what we really, really want. And I, I think a lot of us cherish that for the one fact that we got that time to realize what we really wanted and what we didn't want. A lot of people in our industry have taken a career change. You know that yourself. Yeah, I was going to say you're a prime example of that. A lot of people spent a lot of time building up their business so that they're ready to start up again. You know what I mean? So I really think what was given to us was harsh and it hurt a lot. But at the same time, I think a lot of people appreciate it. A lot of the people that I've talked to that are in our industry are having Christmas off for the first time with their families, which is a royal treat, you know? So they're cherishing that. And they realize that this year they're going to be off and they get to spend it with their families and their loved ones. But next year they realize that we'll be busy again. So they're taking the time that they normally wouldn't get and enjoying life. And that is a treasure. Now, mind you, you can't go out to eat or you can't do any of that stuff here, but quality family time and quality time with your, your loved ones and your relationships, it's priceless. And people are realizing how priceless it is. And I think that's what 2020 gave us is a perspective that a lot of us have forgotten. That's awesome. I agree with you. You sound like a motivational speaker and I completely agree with you. So what is Chicago like? So Chicago never opened up because I'm in El Paso, Texas, where we opened up pretty quickly. I think we shut down in April, opened up late April or early May, and we've kind of gone back and forth a couple of times. There's a lot of politics involved here where the local government wants to shut down or part of the local government wants to shut down. Part of it doesn't. There's back and forth. There, the governor doesn't want to shut down. What's Chicago been like? Well, our governor wants us shut down. So, and I honestly, I know that this is going out to everybody in the United States and maybe across the pond, but Mayor Lightfoot, which she has become quite famous. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Yeah. Our mayor in Chicago has become quite famous. So she is very strict. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of times where she gets on the news and tells us to stay home in not so polite ways. And Pritzker does, that's our governor. He's done the same thing. So we opened up to a very small, limited amount. The highest we ever got was our salons back opened up. Our restaurants opened up to mainly outdoor seating. And I don't believe we got past 25% indoors ever. And then right before Thanksgiving, we've closed all the restaurants back down. We are, it's outdoor seating, which no offense in Chicago, that's not going to happen. It's too cold. I mean, right. way too cold. So we're carry out, take out. The salons are still open, you know, but you've got a, a limited capacity a lot of the, the bigger thing is, is like a lot of our buildings, like in the city and stuff like that are not opened yet. So everybody's still working from home. A good portion of the people are still working home. So that's been real interesting. So a lot of people are not going back to work and it doesn't look like anybody really will go back to work until summer of 2021 is what we're looking at. We're not looking to be fully open until second or third quarter of next year. So I'm going to dig into how all of that affects your pet care business as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. 
The cat tree tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, with just a Chicago girl, Jessica Abernathy, who is going to tell me how COVID-19 has affected her pet sitting business. Jessica, if everybody's staying home and nobody's going back to work until second or third quarter of 2021, then that means you don't have any dog walking going on at all. We have, we've lost, I would say about 90% of our business so far. It stopped in March and I mean, went, we went from, we had a suggested stay at home, like March 16th or 17th, I think that it was into where we were mandated to stay home. And since the mandate, which was a week later, I lost everything pretty much 90%. So it's been real interesting. So we are down to, I'm down to only four daily dog walks, which I was at 75 to a hundred. Yeah. It's a, little, it's a little tough. So we're here for our clients. They all know that I check in with them once a month just to say hi and see how they're doing. Um, they're kind of funny because a lot of my clients are like, you know, I did not mean to work from home. I am not a homeschooler. So I do talk to them, but I don't think we're, like I said, I don't think we're going to be back until summer. This Christmas is probably the quietest I've ever been. I have three reservations for Christmas. I've never had that little in my life, but even when I first started, it was busier. But it's okay because we're all spending time with our families. We're all doing the stuff that we want. And I look at it as a treat. You know what I mean? I would probably not have this if I didn't have COVID going on and I'm enjoying it. So you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And so you had employees before this happened. I had ICs. I I have ICs. So you had independent contractors, but workers working for your business. And are you, how many do you have left? I have five left out of 15. So I have five that are still working. I, what I did for my ICs is that um, I try to keep them working and I took on a part-time job. So that way I could keep them working. And, you know, that way if we opened up suddenly, at least I had half my staff still here and I could keep them going and they all appreciated it. The staff that I have are my retirees that um, aren't really looking for the income, but they want something to do. So they've all appreciated the getting out of the house, you know, yeah. so that they have something to do. So it's been different. It's been difficult. It's a, a learning ability. I, I tell a lot of people that with what's going on in the industry right now, you've got to learn to reinvent yourself. Because a lot of us spent so many years working on building our business up for like just middays. We weren't going to do pet sitting. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. I want to focus on a Monday through Friday. Da, 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 da. So with this guilty, completely guilty. Right. So with this, you know, I've, you know, I, as the president have talked to lots of pet sitters and I'm like, you've got to reinvent yourself. What can you do to stay in business, ride this wave? Cause it's just a wave that we're riding through because 
on the outside of this, we're going to be so busy once the world goes back to being able to do everything because I do talk with a lot of animal shelters and I do talk to, I have a lot of friends in rescue and they can't keep animals in the shelters. They can't keep animals in the rescue, which is amazing and phenomenal, but all yes. animals are going to be needed to take care of once everybody goes back to work. So we're going to be busier than we were before. And that For sure. is a blessing to us, but we just got to ride the wave. And you're going to be busy because a lot of businesses are going to fold like mine, where it didn't make sense for it to continue because I was managing it remotely and paying for commercial space. But those companies that can survive and ride the wave, like you're saying, they're going to have all the business that we gave up because I mean, there's all of my clients, 400 plus active clients are going to be looking for a new dog walker or a pet sitter once they are back at work or back to travel. Correct. And, and I have seen that because I still am getting new clients, but the new clients are because their sitter has chose to leave the industry. And so they're trying to have something in place so they don't, when they need to go back to work and when they're ready, that way they don't have to scramble like the day before they got to go back to work, you know? So I really do believe those that do ride the wave and survive this will be busier than they were before. And I do see a lot of people starting up a new business, which will be the people that lost their jobs and are trying to find something new are going to start a pet sitting business because they see that there's going to be a huge demand for it because everybody's going back to work. So Correct. it'll be interesting too, because we're going to deal with a lot of pandemic puppies as I call them. Yes. And we're going to deal with a lot of pandemic dogs and kitties because they're used to somebody being home 24 seven seven days a week. And it's not going to be fun because when they go away for eight hours, there's going to be a lot of issues. So a lot of dog trainers are going to be busy. A lot of behaviorists yes. are going to be busy. So our industry is going to be extremely, extremely busy. And I'm, I'm praying it's going to be by second quarter by next year. Well, that's awesome. From your lips to God's ears, right? Yep. It's my magic eight ball. I keep asking it. I keep <laughs> saying second quarter deaths. And I'm like, all right, I'm listening. Well, perfect. So how has, because you have the insight being the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters president, how has the fact that all the members of the association are struggling, how has that impacted NAPS as an organization? Actually, we're doing really well. We've retained most of our members, which is great, um, which I'm really happy with. We haven't seen a large decrease of people losing their businesses or leaving the business. I will say we do have a good handful that have chose to leave, but a lot of people are really trying to reinvent themselves and also trying to ride the wave. And it's, it's impressive because a lot of sitters and I've seen it across the board. I'm the president of NAPS, but either in NAPS or PSI, which is the other organization between the two, I've seen a lot of people spend this time to get certified. I've seen a lot of people spend time getting and more education than they want. You know, we've had in the beginning, we had a six week, I did not plan it, but we had a six week conference where I was hosting webinars every night for six weeks and bringing in specialists to, you know, help them get through everything. So a lot of them took advantages of those courses that they could take. And it's just, it's good. It's great for the industry because they took the time to educate themselves. And that's what we're big on at NAPS is education and making sure that they have all the training that they could be to be the best in our industries. Absolutely. I signed up for some fear-free courses I did too. for some marketing courses. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, and, and everybody had, especially at the beginning of the, the pandemic, a lot of these certifications that are pretty expensive were really affordable. I mean, a lot of these uh, education providers um, in the industry and in, you know, universities 
and colleges at large were offering their courses for so little that it was a really good opportunity to snatch them up and then, you know, work on them whenever you got around to it, which has been hard for me with two little ones. But yeah, I still want to get Fear Free certified before, I guess, before quarter two of 2021. I'll set that as my goal. There you go. <laughs> I, I actually did the course with you. I, t- I purchased the course along with you and I have yet to take it myself. I need to spend okay, time. Good. Yeah, I gotta, I, I'm going to put that as my goal too, is quarter two. Perfect. Quarter two, we'll hold each other accountable. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so... Awesome. Well, I know that NAPS, as a recipient of the NAPS Business of the Year Award in 2012, and I didn't bring it for the interview because I totally forgot, but I have my award displayed. I heard that NAPS is doing something different with the Business of the Year Award in 2021. What are they doing? So what we did for the Business of the Year this year, 2020, yeah, 2021, what we did, um, the executive committee got together and we talked about it. And we felt that everybody that's in business is still in business, that they should be, they should be rewarded for 2021. And the reason behind that is, is because of the struggles that everybody's going through and the wave that we're riding. And we just wanted to celebrate them for recognizing the hardships that they're going through and just making it and putting out the efforts to become better and work on themselves and their business. So we rewarded everybody at NAPS the um, 2021 award for business of the year. And I really like that. I think it's a great way to honor everybody that says that I'm still here and I'm going to be here and I'm willing to ride out the tough times. And we wanted to honor them in those tough times. That is so awesome. I love it. Resiliency is not something that all of us are just born with. Sometimes it takes moments like these to develop that skill. So let's toast to all the NAPS members. Congratulations, NAPS Business of the Year winners. All of you, uh, to you and your resilience and uh, to better days ahead. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so I want you to tell our listeners and viewers how they can get in touch with you if they're Chicago locals, what service areas you service, and what other stuff that you offer to pet parents and the pet population at large. So I am mainly on the North Shore, and if you're from Chicago, you know where the North Shore is, but I basically service Lincoln Park, where our zoo is, all the way up to Highland Park, and then I go west. So I'm along there, and you can reach me. My main company is Professional Pet Sitters, Inc. That's where you can find me. I do have a cat-only business. I did that for marketing reasons, and it's called Chicagoland Cat Sitters, and we focus only on cats. And as me having Mr. Bin Laden, and Harry's my saint, just so you know. He's the sweetest big boy. He's a barn cat that, you know, got rescued from a barn. He's just a giant, giant saint. Bin Laden's my little terrorist, but we have a cat only business that we focus on that. And then you can reach me on, you know, my name is Jessica Abernathy. I'm on Facebook. I'll friend anybody. I mean, I'm friends with, <laughs> yeah, I'm friends with pet sitters everywhere. I have, I think I have like 3,500 friends on Facebook and I started looking through it and it's people that are pet sitters all over the country and the world, you know, and I'm just like, all right, Ah, you know, we're in the pet industry. I'll help you out, whatever you need. Exactly. And my handle on Instagram is just a Chicago girl. <laughs> so <laughs> that is my handle. But you can find me there or um, you can reach us through NAPS. You know, I'm on there and you can find me there too. So you can reach me anyway that way if you want. So awesome. Well, are you doing any coaching? I am. <laughs> I work. Okay. I, I, I take it. So I, I have not heard about this new project. So this is you reinventing yourself. So tell us all about that. I am working with Colleen Cedric. 
she is the pet nanny coach and I'm one of her coaches. So I've been doing that for over a year now. So I am one of her coaches and I became a coach. Um, she asked me to because I took her program almost three years ago and I needed help growing my business. And I really liked her and I followed her and I took her program and I took all her programs and I was in her scholars program. And she approached me one day and asked me if I would be willing to start coaching with her because she just liked me and she liked my positivity and she liked how I talked to people and how I worked with them. And I've been doing that for over a year now. And I love it. I actually love coaching. That's like, it's fun. I enjoy it. I love, I love working with people and I like watching people grow and I like seeing them prosper and just see the excitement of like seeing their business grow. It's fun. I love it. And I know you coach, so you know what I'm talking about. It's just fun. To, yes. You know, I used to coach. I don't coach anymore. I don't have the, unfortunately the bandwidth for it. <laughs> and I actually don't enjoy coaching that much. Uh, I enjoy working with pet parents more than with pet business owners, I feel like the coaching can be hard. It's kind of like dog training, right? Like you have to really hold people accountable. And personally, I have a hard time holding people accountable. So that's why I don't love coaching just because I feel like I, I'm like, do I need to be like more on top of them, less on top of them? I don't know what to do. So I don't love coaching. I will coach very, very close friends and industry peers. And I have some really great repeat clients that still reach out every once in a while, but I don't take on any new clients. I will talk to people though. So if ever somebody in the industry wants to just chat, I'm happy to uh, just have a chat with somebody at no charge or anything, but you have to work around my kids nap and uh, bedtime schedule. Right. <laughs> no, I, I actually like it. It's one of the things that I, I really enjoy. I enjoy working. I enjoy coaching. I, I enjoy talking to people and watching them grow. And I got certified as a life coach about a year ago. So I do have life coaching clients too. And I really, really enjoy that. I, I found a market that I actually, I love. I mean, I love the pet industry. I love my pet business completely, but I love doing that stuff on the side too. I really enjoy it. So what kind of life coaching do you do? Like individuals, couples, Nope. Just individuals. Usually it's, it's, it's people in business. I usually work with business owners, helping them get through the hurdles of why they're stuck in the place that they're stuck and try to work out why they're stuck. It's not so much like teaching them the business part of it. It's more of like getting out of their own headspace so that they can actually get something accomplished. So it's like, why are you procrastinating? Really, there's a reason why you're procrastinating. You're procrastinating because either you don't want to do it, you're afraid of doing it. So let's work out why. What's the real reason that you don't want to do this? Or what's the real reason you won't ask for a raise? Or you won't ask for, you want to ask your clients for more money because of why? So I work with a lot of people with that kind of stuff. So like to get out of their own headspace to clear it and be able to grow themselves personally. Yeah, that's awesome. And that is so necessary because we're usually our worst enemies when it comes to expansion and uh, taking on more responsibility and putting ourselves out there. So uh, cheers to you for doing that. I'm sure you're awesome at it. You are a natural uh, motivator and uh, natural people person. So I'm sure you're going to do awesome with that. And I too hope that by quarter two of 2021, you are rocking and rolling in your business and rocking and rolling in the uh, life coaching and the coaching and all the things. And I hope that that's the case for NAPS and all NAPS members too. Yeah. I just want to propose a toast to you for taking the time to chat with me today. 
and uh, share all of your uh, excitement for the pet care industry. And I want to propose a toast to our producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible and to our listeners on Pet Life Radio and our viewers on YouTube. Here's to a life covered in pet hair because there is no better way to live. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for watching. And thank you again, Jessica, for being here. If you want to learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.